Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. I'm your host today, Neil Wright, pastor at Cornerstone. And with me, I have Matt Koenig, also pastor at Cornerstone. Hi, Matt. Hello, Neil. So, Matt, how was your weekend? My weekend? Um, yeah, it was good. Nice. That's very in depth. Thank you. <laughs> You're more all, all the hard hitting news here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you heard it first, folks. <laughs> it was good. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Matt. Yes. I uh, was having a bit of a uh, time of reflection last week. I was yep. filling out the new marriage forms. Yep. And I just felt a little bit overwhelmed with how the world is at the moment, um, just with things. And, and the reason that I started thinking about it was I, was I was looking at my marriage uh book that i have here that's like a beautiful book that you write down you know who's been married rah 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 like a certificate of marriage book and then the new paperwork that came through and just looking at the difference in the beauty of what it was like because marriage laws in australia have changed and and to reflect that they've changed all the the certificates over so it used to say at the top bridegroom um, and then it would have places for um, mother's maiden name, father's name, etc. And the new forms are just so different. It's like at the top you can choose whether you're the bride, the groom, the partner or other. I don't know what that really means, but um, on both sides. So obviously it reflects that. And for the mother and the father, rather than that, they just have parent one, parent two, Um to reflect what what laws have been changed but i was just like looking at it and thinking it's really hard for us as people of faith to to look at that stuff and think um you know it's just different i guess and to me it just felt like everything was getting watered down even to like you know the choosing of your gender um are you non-binary or this that or the other and it just seemed to me as though uh, a lot of our identities actually being um, taken away now the point that I was talking about it is this that uh, sometimes it, it seems like in our Christian life there's real times where we're battling against uh, the the, the general um, culture of the day and I'm sure it's been throughout history and you know I'm sure it's not only Christians who battle this with what they believe but for us in particular it's been a pretty hard season and you know, then COVID came and, and a lot of churches can't meet or they meet and they can't worship the same way they used to or they're having to meet online. And there's just so many things that have been sort of thrown at us in the last few years. And I was thinking like um, about God and and a verse particularly in Isaiah 61 um, where he talked about giving a crown of beauty for ashes. And I was just thinking that with God, things are beautiful and you know, and then it talks about a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. Um, and the things that sometimes we struggle with because of the way things are in our life or the battles we're going through or things like that. And I just felt like um, giving that word of comfort, I guess, to us as Christians say, hey, guys, Jesus is in the business of refreshing. Um, yep. Have you ever felt a bit overwhelmed, Matt? Um. All the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I think there's, yeah, I, I think it, it's almost the way of the world. You know, like it's just, 
it's becoming so busy and there's always something to, you know, I hate that word busy. Yeah. I really do. But, um, you know, it feels like there is, there is always something that we, we should be doing or yeah. it's even, even there's an expectation that we should be always doing something. Yep. Um, I don't really have the time to be busy. No, me neither. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and so I think that all, you know, that all mounts up and uh, I think you'd be going to find anyone in in the the community that we live in that isn't overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a, the, the amount of information that we are bombarded with mm. all the time. You know, I, I mean, I was reflecting a while ago. You know, wasn't it back in the day when when you know mobile phones didn't exist and you could you could leave your house and no one could contact you until you walked back inside and then you wouldn't have known if they'd called you or not until the invention of answering machines and yep. all that kind of and stuff and, and just in. you know and now you just unless you you're really intentionally or unintentionally leaving your phone at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. and then of course you know, you're going to be anxious because what if someone did ring you? Yeah, what if out? someone? Well, what if someone's called me? Or what if? And and the reverse too. You know, if someone doesn't answer their phone, yeah, you know, um, maybe they're I mean, that's, screening you. Anyway, so I think that I think the the way that society is certainly like sort of you know it it adds to the feeling of being overwhelmed. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's constant; it doesn't let up, and yep. Um, yeah, that's yes. right. So you have been overwhelmed, yeah. yeah and, sorry, and... yes. In answer to your question, yes, I have been overwhelmed. I mean, I asked you how your weekend is. Yeah, no, was... well, I thought... <laughs> you you know, suddenly you've got I gave, I gave you no words before. Now I thought I'd over-talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and find the middle ground. Yeah. So, so my point, I guess, is this, that yeah. when Jesus came and he announced his ministry starting, yeah. he actually read from this portion of, of Scripture, the Spirit of the Sovereign... So this is from Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. That's the NLT version. Um, yep. But it also talks about um, the healing, you know, heal the brokenhearted um, yep. in, in other versions. And just the, the point is that Jesus actually came to change that in our life and to set us free, to give us this liberty um the comfort yep. a release and yep. you know to change the way we are that there might be this crown of beauty for ashes you know the joy instead of mourning praise instead of despair all those sorts of things so that in our righteousness our righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ will be great like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory and it brings him glory and i feel that you know that we as Christians need to rely more on this refreshing. And we talked a couple of yeah. weeks ago about that yep. uh, in terms of, you know, waiting on the Lord. But also there's this other side of it where we have this amazing promise of Jesus Christ. This is why I came. Yep. And, you know, as, as you read through those verses, there's a few things that says about Jesus that he is. And one is like he preaches good news. He's a, he's a preacher. Yep. Um, to To talk about, what I want to do for your life and, you know, like say Jairus with his daughter getting healed and and yeah. things like that where the good news is out there, hey, I'm, I'm here. He's a physician yep. sent to heal the brokenhearted um, and to heal hurts and wounds that are really deep 
Um, and, you know, the Bible says by his stripes we're healed. It says he himself uh, bore our infirmities, our sickness, and he is able now to heal all our diseases, whatever they may be. He's a liberator. So it's like whatever we're bound in, he's here to set us free from it. Um, and he's heralded good tidings. In other words, you know, can you see that because God has sent me in the world to save everybody, um, this is good news for you guys. Um, and to actually change our life so that we're not so downcast and sorrowful, um, but understanding that in these times where we are in a fight, which is probably all the time, but there seems to be these times of refreshing sometimes that God just brings upon the world. It's like, guys, just keep going. Yeah. Um, and there's a story of Abraham after he chased these kings down and and uh, in a story and he met Melchizedek on a plane and Melchizedek just gave him bread and wine. It was that refreshing. And the other story that really jumps to mind is Elijah you know, when he's, you know, in despair and all of a sudden he wakes up and there's some food for him. Yeah. You know, God to strengthen him. And and I feel like we need to also remember that there's that time where we just need that time of refreshing from the Lord and, and to just get that strength back for continuing the journey, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right on. That's good. Yeah. Well, you got more to add to that. Come on. Oh, come on. Mr. Motormouth. Well, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, yes. You know, Jesus did come to bring the good news and he and he came to be that comforter. And, and you know, as I was saying before, you know, we are in this in this society, in this world that's constantly bombarding us with stuff. And it's, you know, it's it's broken and it's we know it's going to continue to get broken. Um, you know, you're talking about the the changes to the the marriage form and stuff like that, and and you know that just that just reveals the brokenness that's there. And that, and you know, if we are like f- just focused on that all the time, mm. if we are focused on the things that we're being bombarded by by the world rather than focusing on God, that can you know that that's where the that's where the big difference is. You know, it's that challenge to be focused on. God, to be spending time with Jesus, to keep our eyes fixed on him. I think you shared the the story about Jesus walking on the water and mm. in the storm and, you know, how Peter steps out of the boat and while he's while he's focused on, on Jesus, he's walking on the water and, and it's like nothing else matters. You know, they're yep. in this massive storm. You know, you talked about the fact that they're, they're experienced fishermen and yet they're fearing for their lives and, you know, their, their whole life would have been spent on the water and here they are in this storm petrified and... Yep sort of indicates how massive that storm is and yet Peter's stepping out of the boat because he's he's got that fixed fixed gaze on on Jesus and and then you know he turns his eyes away and and begins to sink um you know and so there's that there's a real challenge for us not to be looking at the storms that are around us the the craziness in the society and all of that but rather to keep our gaze fixed fixed on Jesus and you know mm. everything else sort of just d- diminishes when we do that and we find that that refreshing we find that ability to be able to do things that you mm. know the world tells us that should be impossible yep um yeah i yeah just i, I guess that yeah there's, that's a real challenge just to, to be in that space of continually focusing on god and and keeping our eyes fixed on him and and you know letting go of all that stuff mm. you know we all have things that we've done in the past that we need to let go of yep um and you know Jesus came, and and it says there in in Isaiah sixty one, it says that he came to 
to set the captives free yeah. um, so that we'd be released. And he did that through the cross. You know, yeah. we, are, we are free from the mistakes that we've made in the past, um, you know, and yep. we're free from the imperfections that we might see in our lives and, and all of that. And just, just to be in that space of, of constantly keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's a challenge. Sometimes we, we lose that perspective Yep. Because of the storm, you know, it's noisy and it's, you know, there's fear of death and mm. all of the other things that might go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, that's true. And so there's just... Keeping yeah, your eyes on keep, him. Keeping our eyes on him. Yeah. And I think, like, one of the other things which I actually got from a message uh, I was listening to was that the only reason those disciples were in the boat is because Jesus put them there. And, yep. like, we have to expect that sometimes it's just going to be a bit rough. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like yeah. following Jesus is going to be a bit rough. Um, yeah. He wasn't concerned. He was just going to walk past the boat no. uh, on the water. He was mm. walking and then they had to call call him over basically. Hey, Jesus, we need some help. But yeah. he wasn't worried. Yeah. And the same, there's another story where he was actually asleep in the boat and the storm's going on. He's asleep. Yeah. He had no concern. No. Um, and that's what he's trying to tell us. Don't be concerned. Yep. You know, just let me refresh you um, and it'll work. And so just thinking about the, the morning into joy, I yep. think, you know, I just want to talk about a couple of those things. Um, firstly, in Isaiah, it says to those who mourn in Zion. So these are people who are believers in Jesus Christ. The only way that we can turn mourning into joy is through faith in him. Like That's the first thing. But um, it's a graceful thing that he gives to us. Um so there's a few things that I wanted to talk about what we may mourn over as Christians, especially during these hard times, because it's like, oh, yeah, this is hard. And we do get tired sometimes. Um, one is the uh, mourning over past sins. So I think you just mentioned that just a little yeah. bit before, you know, things in the past. But joy comes not when we focus on those things, but when we start to focus on what Jesus has done. So that, yeah. that what the Spirit of the Lord is doing in our life and um that mourning over past sin turns into joy when we realize that no longer are we held account for those things we're new creatures we're, mm. we're being forgiven we're presented holy and righteous before him um the sorrow over present imperfections. so when we're looking at our life going well i'm not perfect yet yet you know we're encouraged to just go on and say you know i haven't made it yet but this one thing i do i forget the things of the past and i press on you know, that, that our current imperfections are going to be there. We still have that struggle. But through his, his grace and his power, we've overcome sin in our life and we are moving towards what he has started in us. And it's a work that he started and he's going to finish it. Um, sometimes we, we get a bit of sorrow because we can't be more continually in communion with God. You know, that feeling of where it's like, well, you know, I haven't spent enough time with Jesus. But when we start to think about it, it's like the joy that um, maybe I haven't, but I have this amazing opportunity to enter into his presence regardless. Yeah. You know, rather than wallow in the fact that I haven't been doing it, it's like he accepts us. Mm. He's never left us. He wants us to be in that. And and um, sometimes we're like sorrowful because we can't be more useful to the kingdom of God. We feel as though we're not living up to our potential. Um but God just calls us to be obedient where we are, yeah. you know, and sometimes, you know what, you won't live up to your potential because you've got other things in your life and 
and that regret of not doing enough for Jesus, it's a good thing to have, I guess, um, in some ways that we're like, I want to do more for you. But then understanding that it's like whatever we do for God is a seed that he can produce amazing fruit out of, can help us to rejoice and yeah. then mourning for others, you know, for the sins of others. Sometimes that overwhelms us. Yet when we think about what we've been forgiven of, what people we know in our life were like before they met Jesus, mm. We should be joyful that that person is not going to stay that way, that Jesus can change them and, yeah. and forgive all their sins. So let's not be sorrowful about how they are now, but joyful for the fact that Jesus died for them. And as soon as they accept him, they are also going to be transformed. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's good. That's pretty much what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Real good. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's just, I mean, just something I was thinking about, you know, there's that verse that says, um, do everything as though you're doing it for the Lord. You know, yeah. that's a, that's a really good, I've got my wife, Ali's written up verses and stuff. And that's one of the ones that she's put on our bathroom mirror. So every morning yeah. as I'm getting ready for work and whatever, I see that. And just, you know, having that frame of mind that, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, you're not, I guess, I guess there's this, there's, I guess a feeling of you have to be doing this stuff for, for God. That's this special mission yeah. and everyone's got this special mission, but it's really just everything being, being who you are, being who God made you to be Yeah. using the gifts and abilities that you have, you know, we've all got different gifts and abilities, but, but doing that in a way that is honoring of God and, and yeah. just being, being a follower of him wherever you are and, and having that attitude of doing everything that you have to do as though you're doing it for God. Cause that, you know, that impacts, well, for me, that that completely impacts the way that I go about my day. Mm. You know, am I just fixing up this computer problem for someone or am I actually fixing up this computer problem because, you know, God's yeah. gifted me to do that and I want to I honor him and it gives me opportunity yep. to speak to people and, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just, I think there's that, again, it's that, it's that frame, a frame of mind of, of what are we looking at? What What is the purpose behind everything that we're doing? And yeah. Um, yeah, just looking to honor God, yeah, looking yeah. to keep our eyes fixed on him, regardless of what's going on. Yeah, um, good. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Like, cause a lot of people are waiting for the big thing that God's got for them, but he's just saying, just do the little things. Yeah. Doing well, doing faithfully. If I've got something for you, I'll give it to you. You don't have to worry. And yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's like, as you're saying there, do everything as though you're doing it for God. It's like, even when I enter into those conversations at work, like you're saying, you know, you talk to people and help mm. them and that. But are your conversations also being done with God in mind? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting thoughts. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the last verse was in Acts that, that I looked at, which was just talking about, you know, repent, basically, of your sins. This was during one of the, the messages that was being preached. And uh, Acts 3.19, now repent of your sins, turn to God so your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. And he will again send you Jesus, the appointed Messiah. And I think, you know, that, you know, we have to believe for times of refreshing. Um, and where does it come from? The presence of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to sometimes just get into that presence um, and wallow in it, you know what I mean? Because that's when you'll get refreshed. And I think that goes back to your story about busyness, Matt. Yeah too busy to be refreshed and then you just get tired yep yeah right on well that's it mate awesome anything else no no fantastic good you heard it here <laughs> see you later <laughs>